Macca, you're the only one available this week, mate. How are you? Ooh, tough crowd, eh? Yeah, I'm good, Jason. How yourself, mate? <laughs> good, mate, good. We had the week off. The boys have all sort of all spread around the country and a little bit distant at the moment, and uh, all the Broncos supporters have gone running, I think, scared from the uh, result against the Cows on the weekend. So uh, the Red V are flying high, Macca, so uh, we've got you on this week again, mate. This is What is this, three pods in a row for you now? Yeah, I think so. Eh? It was a very good win by the Dragons. Nice close one in wet weather footy, so can't complain at all. That's it, mate. The boys are in the eight. I told you to give it a shake, so just stick Good solid, point. mate. You'll be right. Yeah, looking good, looking good. Uh, that's all right, mate. Um, what? Uh, how cold is it getting over there at the moment anyway? It, it's fucking. We had a top of 13 or 14 today in Brisbane. I, I can't believe it was that low. Oh, I'm back in Carnarvon now, so we're up in the um, pretty much in the desert. But yeah, it's getting cold in the mornings. I think we haven't hit single figures yet, but I think it's getting around that 11, 12 degrees. So <sighs> it's nothing, um, mate. No, nothing. nothing compared to you city people. But nah, you still you still walking around in pluggers and thongs, or you'll you'll yeah, yes. You, do you get around naked in the house, Macca? Like, what do you how do you get a bit of a tan up there now, or what's going on in the WA life? Oh no, nah, don't walk around the house naked, mate. But um, now he's pluggers <laughs> and um. Pair of shorts, mate, and t-shirt. Okay, know, living the lifestyle. You drinking plenty of water? You're not dehydrated. Plenty of four X gold, mate. Still got a box <laughs> in the fridge, so a couple of them. It's all right, mate. I've seen you dehydrated. It's not a good sight for anyone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mate. Um, before we kick off the podcast this week, uh, got a weird tidbit for you. Um, over the weekend in the UK, an antique vampire slaying kit sold for over thirteen thousand dollars. Macca, have you ever paid too much for something a little unusual? Oh, not unusual, mate. But I think yeah, I've had a couple of um, poor. Poor decisions, you know. Bitcoin went on that as peak. Oh, you know? don't talk to me through about a couple crypto. of yeah, yeah through a couple of GOA and um, yeah, now it's just pretty much turned to dust. So mm. I think you can um, write that one off. It's just a hold, and we'll wait and see what happens in the you know. Yeah, I know. In the future crypto was too good to be true. We all thought we we're going to be driving around in Lamborghinis this year, and um, yeah, no. Now we're uh, now we're catching the bus to work and, and to Woolies, so it's a bit. Bit of a shit sandwich crypto at the moment. But yeah, but the bloke's throwing the money away for a, um, a vampire slaying kit or whatever you said. Oh, mate, they, he must have too much money, that, <laughs> that bloke. Oh, well, what about you, mate? You got jet skis and stuff over there? That's what you blow your money on in WA, living the good life? Yeah, mate, yep, yep. So nice, you know, nice reef boat. So got that in the um, in the driveway and, yeah, did have a jet ski, mate. But, yeah, like you just said, probably a poor purchase. Um, forever spending money on it, so... Flicked yeah. it to the um, next poor person, so yeah, I've, I've their problem to deal with now. Yeah, I've done it twice, and twice it was fun. And then you get about nine, twelve months into it, and you're like, yeah, probably, probably someone else's toy now. I don't have the time for it. So, and like you said, you do spend a bit of money on water sports. So, we're not that rich yet, mate. Maybe if crypto no, takes off not. again. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, <laughs> uh, mate. I don't know if you caught some of the footage over the weekend. Actually, it was from. Um, uh, last week's games, I think, maybe even from um, from State of Origin, but uh, Victor the Inflictor, everyone's favourite wanker, he um, was caught uh, sort of, I guess, fake masturbating his teammate in the sheds. Macca, do you know anyone who's always gone that little bit of a step too far to be sort of the, the class clown or the wanker amongst the group? Oh, mate, I think you're talking to him on the phone right <laughs> now, mate, on this uh, pod, so... Yeah, Come on. none of the uh, listeners would know who you're speaking to, and um, that'd be pointing straight at me, mate. So <laughs> I do like to um, have a bit of fun. Don't know if you'd call me a wanker, but yeah, I can be a uh, 
a pest at times. So. Pest. There you go. Friendly pest, mate. No one, no one will call you a wanker, mate. You're everyone's favourite. <laughs> Uh, Macca, you've this is like I said, this is your third week in a row on the podcast. Um, Perth numbers are going absolutely through the roof. The West is best. Uh, trivia, are you going to grace us with another Macca's trivia segment? Always, Jason, just for you, mate. Uh, but um, yeah, beautiful. trivia today. Yep, I'm going to take you take your mind back to 2004. Oh, right. And who were the two teams that played in the NRL Grand Final? Ah. Uh. Oh four, oh four. That's okay. Oh three was Penrith Roosters. So I'm gonna say, I'll give you, I'll give you a clue. Two of our top listeners, they they both support these teams, mate. So the doggies. That's one. Yep. And was it was it the Roosters? That's it, mate. Oh. And who won the game? Uh doggies got that one. And for a bonus point, mate, who scored the last try to win the game? Oh. To win the game, um, was it Al Masri? Al Masri. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. 50, just... 50 second minute, mate. He crossed the line. That's I don't know if that's right. how to win. If they won the game that way or it was a yeah. penalty kick, but it was um, 16 13. That's right. I, I totally guessed that. But yeah, I remember that Al Masri try now. So, well, there you go, mate. Three for three. Bit of, bit of trivia for you, mate. Yep. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Uh, Maka, let's get into it. Um, Origin, the team lists came out today for Game 3. We weren't on the podcast last week, so we apologise to everyone for no podcast last week. But, um, yeah, Origin Game 2, probably not the greatest game if you're a Queensland supporter. If you're a New South Wales supporter, it's the result you wanted because now we, I guess everyone gets what they want. We get a decider now at Suncorp Stadium, which is what we wanted. No one likes a dead rubber. Um, oh, Caxton Street's going to go off, isn't it? Caxton Hope you're going there, Jason. Uh, mate, I, well, the tickets are sold out before I could even get a hold of them. Uh, Fat Reese couldn't let me know uh, if he wanted to go to the game or not. I think he's buried under about 18 tonnes of snow. So I uh, haven't heard from Fat Reese in a few days, actually. So I hope he's doing all right on the slopes. Um, but yeah, mate, it will. Yes, do. Caxton Street, mate. Yeah. The atmosphere will be incredible. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Caxton Street, maybe just for a, a little furphy after, after work or something that day. Uh, <laughs> Mate, the differences between game one and game two definitely was decided by, I guess, a little bit of referee influence. Seven penalties in total in game one, 13 in game two, so almost double. There was almost double the six again calls, and there was probably that five-minute stretch before half time where I think there was four six agains, a couple of penalties, and then Kafusi got sent to the sin bin. Kind of gassed Queensland in the second half. They just didn't really have the legs. Uh, mate, what was your main takeaway from game two? Oh, mate. We were at the game and probably by, yeah, once um, Kafusi went off, we just went to the bar, mate, and just kept grabbing drinks because we knew it was all over Red Rover then, mate. <laughs> you knew then, mate. Was the, was the feeling in the crowd like you just knew that, yeah, New South Wales were going to topple them in the second half? Yeah, we were in the Maroons little section there in the corner behind the goalposts and, yep. um, yeah, everyone just pretty much dropped their head and went to the bar, mate, grabbed a few beers and, yeah, good, good atmosphere. But um, I think the referee just got a few too many brown paper bags handed to him. How did it seem at the ground? Like, did it seem fairly obvious on at the ground, like you supporters being there? Or did, was it just you didn't really take too much notice of all the, the calls that were going New South Wales way in such a short amount nah, of time? It just, it just, yeah, it just seemed like, like you said, New South Wales just got the, um, yes, yeah, let everything go their way, you know. They'll just have, have the luck of the green. So, mm. yeah, and the score's very similar to three years ago, you know. Yeah, very yeah. high-scoring game for the Blues. It just looks like, yeah, the Queenslanders don't like that um, Perth turf. <laughs> you're bad. You're bad news, Macca. We're not going to take it to Perth anymore. 
Um, no, I don't think so. Yeah. No. Now, just looking at each team, Queensland, um, the forwards I thought had absolutely zero impact, unlike they did in game one. Uh, there was a couple of big hits early on in the first couple of sets of six, but New South Wales was still making plenty of metres every set of six. Um, Queensland were actually resorting to kicking very early in the tackle count in the first half, which I'm not too sure what that tactic was. Maybe it was just because they weren't making any metres and they were just trying to get a bit of field position up the other end. Uh, the game definitely opened up midway through the first half and there was a couple of tries put on there. Um, but then obviously um, you know, the outside backs never really got going for Queensland in the second half. Uh, for New South Wales, Burton and Crichton were very, very strong. Um, Teddy was even better in Game 2 than he was in Game 1, which was a bit hard to believe. Um, and there was just really no resistance from the Queensland defence. Macca, you were in the crowd. Um, it seemed like it was a majority New South Wales crowd. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I can't, can't really remember, to be honest, mate. We were um, a few beers deep <laughs> by that stage. But, um, what time did you start uh, drinking? It just seemed like, oh, would have had to be 1 o'clock, I reckon, in the afternoon, just after lunch. <laughs> so went to a local local pub for a bit of a meal and as you do yeah a bit of an atmosphere in the city Beautiful. and then wandered over to the um yeah to the stadium but oh, i gotta say nathan cleary mate he had his kicking game and you know mm. the things he was doing what well, he scored two tries i think so yep before outperformed the whole queensland team mate he pretty much yeah. did it all and then maddie bird and putting them bombs up mate yeah he made a bit of a difference i reckon maddie bird he, he's a special talent that was a pretty decent one, that well. big one where uh, poor Tulagi, he, he, he got a hand on it, he tried to catch it, but um, how big did it look like at the ground? We, we, were your eyes focused enough or were they a little bit too watery to see how high that kick went? Yeah, nah, a bit too watery for me, mate. We just, yeah, you looked <laughs> up and it's like me playing golf, mate. I don't even know where the ball goes. I just hit and hope and hopefully it's not in the trees, mate. Oh, beautiful. So how was Cooley after the game? Was he chirping a little bit? Oh yeah, he was. He's very excited, but um, you know what he's like. He's pretty shy, so um, he just he just give you that cheeky little grin, mate. You know, didn't didn't want to rub it in too much, but you know, you knew he was excited. Yeah, you know? fair enough. Yeah, didn't want to brag, but every time he walked past, him, we went to the casino afterwards, and yeah, every time you'd, you'd go back to the bar, you'd look over at him, and he's just grin. Yeah, yeah, smile ear to ear, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Loved that it. grin before. All right, so looking ahead to Game 3, Macca, a um, couple of changes. One was kind of forced for New South Wales. Payne Haas is out for a few weeks with that AC joint injury that he's sort of been carrying for a little bit now. They've put your boy, uh, Jackie Turbo, basically in the front row to start with Jordan McLean. So a bit of a change up there for them uh, in the forwards. Uh, everyone else pretty much looks uh, as named. Queensland, Ponga, I mean, he's been named, but he obviously didn't play on the weekend for the Knights because he had that HIA and uh, still getting concussion symptoms, hoping that he might be right for the game. Uh, but the big talking point, all the rest of the team was pretty much as per program. Uh, Tommy Gilbert getting the big step up. He only debuted about a year or so ago for the Cowboys and uh, he got the nod in the number 17 jersey. Um, thoughts on that? Yeah, no, he's been playing very well for the Cowboys. Um, solid in defence and takes does all the hard work. Um, yeah, it could be all right. I don't know. I think Billy might mix it up at the end. I think that both formers have been going pretty good. You never know. He might end up getting a um, spot on the bench and Billy might be playing a little bit of mind games. But mm. I think we might just have to have to wait and see there. So where are we going to win it? If Queensland win it next week, where, where is it going to happen? Gagai just he can't miss so many tackles. I yeah. think I was reading something earlier today. He's missed sixteen tackles in the last two games. So I think it was seventeen. I think it was seventeen tackles. Yeah. But who's counting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think majority of them were in game two. Mm-hmm. So I think they just got to do what they were doing. You know, game one, Cherry Evans kick to the corners and um, give Munster early ball and let him be creative and just let Munster run and see what happens. 
Well, the forwards have definitely got to step up because, like I said before, the Queensland forwards were just non-existent in Game 2 and they were very dominant in Game 1. You know, the only way the outside backs and, and Munster and Cherry are going to create anything is if it's, uh, you know, the forwards have lay the platform for them beforehand. But, you know, Josh Papali and a few other guys, I was quite disappointed. Pat Carrigan, these guys put a lot of oomph in Game 1. They really missed Reuben Cotter as well. I think it's just sort of poor timing that, you know, he got injured um, after Game 1 and hasn't been able to playing the team since. New South Wales, uh, dangerous all over the park. Um, is it simple as just shutting down Cleary and Luai again? Yeah, but I don't think you can, to be honest. Because like, mm. um, then you've got Tedesco at the back too, and he can, you know, he's a bit of a creative fullback too. He's got a good pass on him. So, yeah. And then they've got Burden now as well. So I don't think they can focus on playmakers. They've just got to do their job. And I just, I don't know, Josh Papali, I don't know what he's doing. He only played limited minutes with uh, Canberra Raiders as well. So I'm a bit um, bit concerned about Big Papa. Mm. Just, don't uh, know what, just don't know what they're doing with the Big Papa. Like, yeah. yeah, maybe he's, he's not, just needing he's a bit of a anything. rest or something. Yeah, maybe he just needs a rest and maybe he's a little bit burned out or something. Who knows? But um, look, we all know uh, the Queensland crowd, when it comes to a state of origin, usually does uh, help the players grow an extra leg. Uh, looking at sports bet. Queensland's two dollars twenty-five. New South Wales a dollar sixty-five. Macca, who wins Game Three? Well, I was going to have to put my fifty on Queensland, mate. You know, proud Queensland as I am from Innisfail, so we'll back Billy in to uh, get this one, get this one home. All right, beautiful. Like you said, nice Queensland crowd, so let's do it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess I kind of did predict a little bit on our last podcast that the referee might have a little bit of an influence on game two and make sure there was a decider. He probably was a little bit more than a little influence, but uh, yeah, look, I, I think the Queensland crowd really does you know lift the the players, and uh, I think we'll see the boys probably get home. I don't think it'll be too much of a, a, a big result. I'm thinking probably twenty four to sixteen. I might go a bit closer, mate. I might go um, ten six. 10-6, low-scoring game. Low-scoring game, plenty of defence. All right, Macca, moving on to the round review. Um, any particular team or game stand out from the weekend for you? Obviously, the Red V got a nice little win there against the Raiders 12-10 yesterday. Um, but what else caught your eye over the weekend, mate? Um, I have to say, I watched a bit of the Rabbitohs-Eels game, and mm-hmm. yeah, Latrell made a bit of difference, to be honest. He the is. Rabbitohs got, got a hide in the week before. And then they came out and um, put, yeah, 30 to 12 against the Eels. Kerrid Beavers has been talking up to the Eels to be um, in the mm-hmm. grand final this year. But, yep. yeah, they couldn't even, you know, and they put two tries on against the Rabbitohs. I think, yeah, the way Latrell played. And I think it gave a bit more, gave, gave the boys a bit of confidence yep. um, out there. And Mate, out, Latrell, know, he's just, he's, he's an enigma. Like, he is... He's an out-and-out footy player. Like, natural talent. He's probably the most naturally talented football player in the in the comp. Like, he just... There's there's nothing he can't do on the field. He definitely is intimidating. He's a big boy. And uh, he just he just puts it all over the park for him. It just does make a, a... You know, he just puts a little bit of class in a few different areas that probably the Rabbitohs are lacking. But 30-12, to 12, it was a bit of a shellacking. And the Eels, like, it's just the same story again. They've had a few games this year where they've gotten absolutely trounced by teams, uh, yet they're the only team to have beaten both the Storm and the Panthers. So I don't know what to make of the Eels. I, I don't give them any chance of winning the comp, but the Rabbitohs, maybe if Latrell can get them on a late-season late surge, they might maybe resurface and, and get into the eight, but your Dragons are going to have something to say about it. Uh, for me, I was pretty happy. Both my teams uh, won on the weekend. The Knights beat the, the lowly Titans, 38 points to 12. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a game where all eight tries scored by one team was by the two wingers. Uh, Dominic Young got a hat-trick and Edric Lee. Big Dick Lee got five tries. Uh, sad to see him go off to the, the Dolphins next season, but uh, hopefully Big Dick Lee scores a, a few more tries for us as the season goes on. Uh, Panthers took care of the Roosters, 26 points to 18. Manly beat the Storm on Thursday night, 36-30. Were you a little bit surprised about that? Did the Storm look a little bit burned out or just Munster not being there was a bit too much? Yeah, I think they just come out of the gate too slow because, yeah, they ended up putting on, I don't even know, 20 points, I think. I think um, Pappy ended up getting two tries in within 10 minutes at the end. So yeah, yeah. can't write the Storm off, mate. They'll, they'll be there at the um, Pornian season. Yeah, they will be. Yeah, it's just a bit of a bump on the road. You see some of these good teams around Origin time. They're just, you know, they're star players. They're backing up. They're, they're playing extra minutes. And, uh, yeah, I think that was just probably maybe even a schedule loss for them. The Bulldogs and the Sharks played in the Water Bowl on the weekend. I don't know if you caught that one, but uh, I haven't seen a game like that in many, many years. Usually all the, the new grounds these days uh, have really good drainage, but Sydney got absolutely trounced by rain over the weekend. And uh, it was a bit of a mud bowl, that one. Yeah, that one looked like an old uh, footy ground that would probably play in an Innisfail, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, mud. Yeah. Mud and water everywhere. So, sloppy game. But, yeah, Sharks, too good. Sharks got up there. Um, the Warriors, good to see them. Their first home game in, like, two and a half years, I think it was. Uh, it was always going to be one-way traffic, 22-2 to two over the Tigers. And then, of course, the big Queensland derby. Um, the Cowboys were hosting the Mighty Broncos. Um, Cowboys... Quite impressive. Uh, I didn't think they were going to blow off the Broncos like they did on the park. Um, I think the score was 34-14 to 14 at one stage and a few late tries to both teams. It was sort of all a bit of a mathematical equation by then, but the Cowboys were very, very convincing. Right from the opening five minutes, I just thought they looked the more dominant team. What were your thoughts on the two teams? Yeah, I'm just loving um, Reese Robson, a little mm. hooker for Cowboys. He's just playing well, nice and direct and and he got a little little, little name on the New South Wales bench. I think he was like name twenty two or something. Yeah, yeah. So they're um, everyone's looking at him. So no, he's he's playing well. And yeah, Adam Reynolds just had a first game back in a couple of weeks. He just had a shocking kicking game. Mm. Kicked the ball out a couple of times in the fall. But yeah, I think that little combination the boys have got now. Um, you don't even see um, Deirdre kicking the ball anymore. It's all drink water and towns, yep. and it looked like that game drink water did majority of the kicking. So. Mate, the, I think they've got to keep Drinky at the back. The progression of Scott Drinkwater, I honestly didn't think he could be this good. Like the way he'd played the last couple of seasons, he just he had a lot of errors in his game. It looked like he was trying to do too much all the time, and it just like I mean, he's got lightning speed and he's got great footwork, but it, and he you know he's got pretty good ball hand skills, but you just you didn't really know what his position was. They tried to play him in the halves a lot, and then switching back to fullback, and I think at times he played out in the back line. But since going to fullback, he's been absolutely... I mean, he's probably been their most consistent player week in, week out. I honestly did not see this in Scott Drinkwater, but he's almost becoming a, a must-player now for the Cowboys. Yeah, I agree. And then the new inclusion of um, Luciano Leilua. Yeah, um, he was great off the that bench. game, you know. Yeah, he's, he's great. So he's going to get a bit more minutes as they go. And uh, he's impact player and... Got the offload and a little sidestep, so no. Yeah, well, with Helium Lukey obviously out for the season with the ACL, um, Leilu is just a perfect spot. He basically goes in and does a lot of the same things that Lukey would, so uh, yeah. st- still got Cotter yeah. to come back, so uh, that'll strengthen up the team even more. But, uh, 
yeah, things are looking good for the Cowboys. I, I've been saying it for a little while now. I think they're actually up there with the, the Penriths and the Storms. Um, everyone keeps denying them, but uh, look, they keep putting performances. I mean, the Broncos have been a good team this year. What did they won? Eight games in a row or something like that up until that game. So it's the second time they've flogged the Broncos this year. So I think, you know, the Cowboys have definitely said that they're the big brother now and the Broncos are the little brother at least for this season. And um, yeah, I think the Cowboys can probably push and maybe sneak a bit of an upset later on in the in the finals. So we'll see how that goes. Macca, fantasy. I know you are the fantasy god. You're the king. Um, you're defending champion in one of your leagues. Give us give us a one-minute nerd update on fantasy. Where where are the crabs placing in the in the comps this year? Who are your sleepers? Who's your who's your MVP this season? Who are the guys you've picked up that have performed? Give us give us all the intel. Oh, well, to be honest, Jason, I've had a um, bit of a slump in form the Come last on. couple of rounds. So yeah, just, just lie about yeah. it. It's a podcast. Just just say you... No, nah, no, we've got to, got to be honest, mate. Yeah, no, I'm um, <laughs> a bit under pressure at the moment. It's going to be a bit of a few random trades happening, I think, over the next week or two because i just got to get into that. Um, I'm not in the top four in either comp at the moment, so I think I'm sitting at fifth mm. in one comp and maybe eight out of ten in the other comp, just outside the top six in carriage new comps. So. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough goal, mate, and my superstars just aren't uh, putting the points on. I've got Tedesco and, um, in one comp and Harry Grant in the other comp. So, What, they're not um, killing it for I'm, you? Nah, they're just not doing enough, mate, not doing enough. They're not getting those Edric Lee scores. You know, you got 160, oh. I think, in one comp and oh, 120 in the other comp, you know. so Well, Big Dick Lee, he was due for a 100-point game. He's probably got a few more when you have a look at the Knights. They've actually got, I think they play another game against the Titans later on this year and they play the Warriors and they play the Doggies. So they've got a few more games where, uh, you know, Edric might get the big dick out and score a few more points. So Yeah, I might have to sign him up, mate, because, yeah, my team just aren't doing their job. So lucky the Dragons got up, mate. Otherwise it would have been a, um, yeah, loss, loss, loss for me. So That's all right. Um, any early tips for this weekend? Thursday night, we've got Sharks versus Storm. Friday night, we've got Knights hosting the Rabbitohs. Saturday night, we've got the Tigers hosting the Eels. And on Sunday afternoon, here in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium, the Broncos hosting the Dragons. That's a big game for your team, Mackie. You won't have Ben Hunt, um, but the rest of your team should be there. So you should be able to maybe take advantage of the Broncos being shorthanded. Yeah, well, if Adam Reynolds keeps kicking the ball out on the full, mate, um, oh, mate. I'll back me Dragons in. Shark, I think I've got, yeah, Sharks, Rabbits, Eels. Hey, and hey, then, hey. yeah, flip a coin. Hey, rabbits are playing the Knights, <laughs> hey, mate. Come on. Oh, mate. The way, the way Latrell played, I can't can't go to the Knights. I don't think he's that good, mate. Yeah, no, he's um he's a very good player, Latrell. Uh, I'll, I'll go early tips. I'll go, I'll go Sharks. I'll go the Knights. Uh, yeah. I'll say the Eels bounce back, and I will. I'm going to go your Dragons, Macca. I think they've got they've no, got there's no. something there's something cooking. I don't know. There's a little something something there. They're they're a solid team. It's going to be a bit scary without Ben Hunt, but I think the Broncos are going to be missing a few key players. And uh, yeah, I'll back your boys in to win this weekend, mate. I might follow you. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Fair enough. Come on, the Cowboys. Come on. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of NRL Seventy Twenty. Come on, the Cowboys. Back up. Enjoy Perth life or WA life, Carnivore life. Enjoy the Forex Golds. We'll see you yep, again. Yep, nice calling you as always, Jason, and uh, we'll talk soon, mate. Beautiful, mate. Enjoy the week of footy, guys.